0: The following is a pre-recorded program.
1: 906 News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Tom Kearney. I'm here every night Monday through Friday from 9 until 10 radio time, live and in real time too. And we try to bring you programs that edify and entertain. And we're gonna have a good time tonight because we're going to the beach. Just about any beach along the North Carolina coast. We're going to do it through uh, the avenue of a uh, book that is entitled The New Guide to North Carolina Beaches, colon, All You Need to Know to Explore and Enjoy Currituck, Calabash, and Everywhere Between. And it's one of the Southern Gateway's guides. We had uh, a book in this series last week. Uh, Glenn Morris is our guest. And Glenn, I don't know if you know the— uh, Cheryl, Johnson, uh, Cheryl Roberts and Bruce Roberts, but they did the book on lighthouses, lighthouses. Uh, along the coast. And I've been just trying to do one a week and get people ready to go to the beach. And you're the pent-ultimate. Is, is there such a word? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Uh Bruce Roberts and I worked together at Southern Living Magazine some oh. years ago, so very familiar with his I work. used
1: to know—I uh, knew a girl that when she was at State. She used to go to the Rose Garden and eat lunch, and my dog would go down. Linda—,
0: Linda Askey. Askey. Linda Askey. She and, uh, she and I were on staff at the same time as well.
1: I, I remember she would eat lunch in the Rose Garden. She was in graduate school at State, and I never have laid eyes on her again, but she patted my dog on the head, and that's all you had to do to to make me a happy person, but— <laughs> She had to walk about three blocks from where she was, and the dog and I had to walk about a block uh, to from where we wanted to, where, where we originated our, our voyage. But I just remembered that tonight in uh, the little bolt of lightning. But we're going to talk about North Carolina's beaches tonight, and uh, uh, maybe we'll extend the line uh, a little bit later in the program for some calls if anybody has any questions. But uh, what what. Did you have in mind when you decided to do this book? And, and it says a new guide. Did you do the old guide?
0: I did do the old guide. Okay, all right. Uh, this is the fourth iteration of this idea. And it is a mile-by-mile trip north to south along the 326-mile coastline of North Carolina. And what I wanted to do— and tried to do is entice people to think about other parts of the coast. And, you know, we get a a beach, we all go to a beach. If you grow up in Raleigh, you go to Atlantic Beach, Bogue Banks. Maybe you grow up in Greensboro, you try to go to to the Outer Banks. Uh, What's the rest of the coast like? And what I attempted to do is describe that for people, so maybe they can make a decision that they would like to go and, hey, this sounds pretty neat. Let me, let, let's go take a look at this location sometime. And so I've put a lot of thought and, and uh, effort into my observations of the differences between towns, the characters of the towns. Um, they don't all look alike. It's not all one beach, one beach look. And uh, try and describe that and let people know what to expect when they get there or uh, – Maybe you just tease them a little bit about what a given beach town is like, and then of course i I tried to highlight all the really uh interesting uh sort of side trips field trips of the history and the folklore that you can encounter. I mean,
1: what my wife wants to do after she's been there about three days is what you're talking about there. You know, <laughs> where are the antique stores? Where are the whatever? And I think we we most lately gone to South uh, to Sunset Beach, and she likes that because she can go to Southport. I'm I'm afraid she's going to say we need to move to Southport, <laughs> any day, which well, is not going to happen, of course.
0: But two pretty places, and uh, Sunset Beach is an interesting beach. It's mm-hmm. the one that uh, the one beach on the coast that is seems to. Steadily been gaining sand, and that's sort of a nice little thing to uh, to know about that beach. I know you park your car at one of the one of the public parking places, or rent an oceanfront house, and you're still a hundred fifty yards from the from the waterfront just because of the sand accumulation.
1: I, I don't think. One of the things that's interesting, and you you remind me of this, uh, about North Carolina beaches, if you if you go from one end to the other, and I, I know very little about the, the beaches, say, north of Manteo. Uh, we tended to go—when you said—I know you're from Greensboro, that you went to the upper coast. Uh, I've always had the feeling— uh, uh, and I'm finding—I'm uh, learning that that's not necessarily the case. But the further west in North Carolina you went, the further south you would go to go to the beach. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, we would—we uh, would, we would go to the Outer Banks back in my days of high school in the 60s. That was a long trip from Greensboro to the Outer, Outer Banks, and— um, my grandmother and grandfather retired to Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. So that was our lure down in that direction.
1: One of the things that I believe is true, I don't think it's changed, is that people from the northern Virginia area, from D.C. and uptown politicians, media figures and whatever, they tend to fancy the no- upper beaches in North Carolina.
0: Yes, they they do. Um, I started this, and that's only happened really since about 1987 mm-hmm. when the road was— Paved north of uh, d- north of the community of Duck in Currituck County, um, a delightful gentleman at that, by the name of Mr. Earl Slick, in 1983 and before then owned sound to sea a three-mile stretch of the ocean front, and uh, of course there were at that time about 100. 15, 120 residents uh, north of Duck, reachable only by washboard dirt road that ran right behind the dunes. And you had to call Mr. Mr. Slick to get permission to go past his guardhouse because the road didn't go. The road ended at his guardhouse. It was a turnaround. Ah, All that okay. development has occurred, the, the development you see now since then. Yeah. Well, no,
1: well, I know that I'm wondering off the track here a little bit, uh, but why not? Uh, these are some of the questions. that This isn't just a tick, tick, tick guidebook, but you, you've got a lot of history in it. So I particularly love the the sidelight items and your sense of humor. We may, we may read the titles of a few of them. Uh, but I, I was thinking the other day, what kind of questions can you ask uh, Glenn when he comes uh, and I remember I was went along the the Gulf Coast not long after Camille had paid her visit and a lot of it was was still in a mess I mean yes. Camille made a mess yes and it was in Mississippi and in Mississippi you can't own the ocean front it's uh, you, at least you could not then you could not own, own the water you could not down to the water it was on the other side of the highway oh the seaside of the highway it was Public land.
0: That's right. Well, I remember that. I remember you mentioned that. Now, North Carolina, uh, the beaches belongs in perpetuity to the people of North Carolina, right? And their guests. So I,
1: I can't. Does that mean this is why I was wondering about this guy you were talking about? Can I uh, own it and say you can't go down the beach here, down to the the, the waterline, or something well,
0: you can't like that. cross his. If should he choose to say you can't, he. He could close off his property. Mm-hmm. He could not close off the beach in front of his property. Okay, I got it. You can't cross his property to get there. And and the original uh, edition of this book was modeled after the California Coastal Access Guide. And this was the North Carolina equivalent access guide. North Carolina and in the—, in the was just beginning to establish the public access ways. And they were not easily, they were not mapped where people could easily find them and they were not publicized. So that was, that was the first thing I, when i worked on this project first time, I drove to every public parking spot along the North Carolina coast, counted the uh, number of parking places, and mm-hmm. determined whether or not it had a you know, a dune crossover or whether it was a- accessible by people who were mobility impaired and um, or whether it had a bathhouse recorded all that and that became kind of the basis of the book. What has happened since is the communities along the coast have embraced access as a wonderful thing to have if people can easily get to the beach, they will come to our communities. Um, the other thing that's happened is they've, they've also, many communities have realized that, hey, lifeguards are a plus. And so you have lifeguarded sections of the beach. All this, I think, is really outstanding way to serve uh, vacationers and to help them enjoy uh, this terrific resource that we have in this, uh, in this state. It's the, it's the most unusual coastline in North America, really, when you—well, th- unusual barrier island system in North America. If you look at a map of the southeast, uh, every, every coastal state has barrier islands. There's nothing like the Outer Banks anywhere. They're completely unique.
1: You bring up something I learned in the Roberts book about— uh the lighthouses. It's good to have somebody to talk to about this. Uh, uh, the terminology that we use in terms of the coast is relatively new, and that is in the up until some point in the 20s or 30s, the term outer banks simply didn't exist. Barrier islands is what they. You know, it's yeah. clearly you know that because you're using that terminology. Uh, the 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 barrier island. And they're not really actually islands. There's I believe they're sandbars or something. Well,
0: like. yeah, that's <laughs> island. Island is can be feel generous in some locations. Right.
1: Well, I have a couple of friends that that went to state and who worked on projects at the coast, and they they pointed out long ago, and Oren Pilkey and people like that have Fabulous. that the that they, they, those things are moving all the time. They're all building the on time. one side, and 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 there's a danger in building too much stuff on those things. And now that we're having uh, rising water it may present even other problems
0: yes um, Dr. Pilkey's done some wonderful work uh, and uh, other geologists have uh, just identifying the fact that the beaches are moving that's I think the name of his one of his books and uh, things that are and I'm making the, making the sign for quotation marks permanent mm-hmm. um are not quite permanent down there there uh the beach is going to move whether or not uh we think something is permanent or or not it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to the to the barrier island system it's going the sand is going to move the sand is going to go where the water and the wind direct the sand to go, and uh sometimes that happens to be underneath a house that once was safely back from, uh, safely back from the um, well, back from the surf line, mm-hmm. um, Merlo Beach development in Rodanthe. Uh, right as you enter Rodanthe after uh, Pea Island National Wildlife Refuge, was that was the location of the house that was filmed in the movie um, right. that uh, was. Knights of Rodanthe, or or I believe that was the name of her. Right. Yeah. I cannot remember. I, I don't remember the movie, but I remember when I first traveled that section working on this project. There was a good two hundred feet of beach between oh. those houses and the uh, and the surf. Now the surf runs underneath some of those houses, and some of those houses have indeed had to had to be moved. That's peculiar circumstances because of some offshore uh, structural uh, Wimble Shoals and on offshore shoaling area. Um, but still, it's symptomatic. Yes.
1: Excellent conversation about the North Carolina coast and some of the mysteries. Uh, the New Guide to North Carolina Beaches, Ben Morris is the author. It's uh, just out from UNC Press. Um, we're going to come back and spend. We're going to talk to, to Glenn this whole hour, and we may get down to Calabash and try to discover why it's so well known and uh, and other things. And he's already answered one of the questions I was going to ask tonight: is how do you pronounce pronounce Rodanthe? And uh, there's so much lore that has to do with the Outer Banks that we could spend a whole hour just talking about, or more than that, talking about the lore, just the stuff. Uh, in fact. Uh, uh, I, as we go to break, I will I remember uh, uh, oh the the guy that used to be do the on the road segments. Uh, Charles uh, Corral did one about uh, the first settlers. The the he was really working on the Lost Colony, and uh, I. I because he did, you know, he always had a way of, uh, of making it, anything pointed. And he was standing there, uh, and he was at Salvo, I think, or Waves, or somewhere. And he said, "We should build them a monument, but we wouldn't know where to put it." <laughs> uh, we'll be back with Glenn Morris right after this. Nine twenty-five News Radio six eighty WPTF. The book is a new guide to North Carolina beaches. It's the kind of book that you would. Um, if you were had a little freedom would go to the beach and it would be in your glove compartment or on the seat beside you and if you decided you beforehand that you didn't want to plan too much and wanted to kind of pick a beach or if you wanted to plan you could use it as a reference work I myself I like to just sit in my my living room and read the book I like to read cookbooks and I like to read guides and you find out all kinds of interesting things it's kind of a virtual
0: uh, traveling uh, tried to make it that way Um, there's I think a guidebook ought to sort of sort of entice you to a place,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's lots of there are lots of things that are very interesting along the coast. I frequently get a get a uh, question of, well, what's your favorite beach? I'm trying not <laughs> to ask the question, I'm trying very hard, <laughs> and I just, and I sort of have to flip that back and say, well, what do you like to do? And uh, you know. And you can pick a you can pick a beach for any mood that you that you want if you're a you know if you're a book reader and just like to stroll and take it easy, then maybe sunset beach is is your mm-hmm. place if you if you're taking a, a caravan of kids and you know you got to get the wiggles out at some place, then you want to go say maybe oh say around Nag's Head where you can run them up and down jockey's Ridge state Park, take in the aquarium go for a long walk on uh on generet pier um which is also owned by the aquarium i was going to
1: say uh, i've had the people from the aquarium the three yeah. different aquariums this one north middle and south right in fact uh i'm trying to think of the gentleman who uh he, he used to run the Pineau shores and you know who he is he's written the hurricane history of north carolina i'm just drawing a blank tonight because he's a wonderful friend of ours but uh We've had the aquariums on and taken imaginary visits and the Barnes, yes, Jay Barnes. Jay Barnes. And uh but uh I had the people from Gen Generette's Pier They yeah. were turning it into an educational institution. It is just
0: and, handsome. And, and uh and so
1: has, many of the piers have disappeared, like yeah, the iron iron steamer and so we're
0: on. running we're running a little short. Um one of the things that uh has changed greatly um since this, since I began this venture, adventure, is the number of piers. But there's still there's still two in pretty much every section of the coast that you want to go to. You know, the, uh, uh, Carteret has two, and there's two up around Nags Head, and uh, there's two down in uh, uh, in Brunswick County, those beaches. Um, but a lot they've gone by the wayside it's a it's a expensive venture
1: I had never been much to to Wrightsville Beach or to Wilmington so about 10 years ago Mrs. Kearney and I decided just to run away we we tend to go to Beaufort and places like that a lot because of the historical stuff I just love it
0: yeah yeah but
1: but we went to Wrightsville and uh what is it that the, the pier there, that it's 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 like a village a separate village it's got <laughs> it's concrete it's not yeah. going anywhere probably no. and, and Johnny the, Mercer pier Johnny Mercer pier and uh, and that's the one that you'll see a lot of times on TV news during when the hurricanes are coming in and and so on by the way I was going to tell you and uh, the listeners who listen to me know this I was eleven years old. Almost 11 when Hazel came, and it it cured me of something. I have no desire. I've had friends who say, "Let's go down to the coast and watch the hurricane come in." No, it's not going to happen to me. And uh, but uh, I was in Goldsboro, and it was clocked there about 120 miles per hour, and uh, it just uh, made me decide that I the fewer of those that I have to confront in my life. And Fran has had come has come back and visited me, but that that oh. was. It wasn't yeah. anywhere near the, the kind of thing. We're, we're going to stop now because we need to take a break and check the news and uh, find out what's going on in the world. The new guide to North Carolina beaches, are you going to be anywhere like a bookstore or anything
0: around too? I will be out at, uh, uh, in Charlotte on June 8th, and then on June 23rd and 24th, I believe, Monday, Tuesday, I will be at Island Bookstores at Duck, North Carolina, and Corolla.
1: Okay, we'll repeat those again before the program's over.
0: The following is a pre recorded program.
1: 934, News Radio 680 WPTF, Tom Kearney. With Glenn Morris, who is a new guide to North Carolina's beaches. He did a guide in the past, and he's now updated this so that he tells us everything we know to explore and enjoy Currituck, Calabash, and Everywhere in between and, and and just about everybody is on this list, and everything about and the maps are good, you can find your way and uh, you can find uh, we talked about this earlier access to the beach how how to get there and where places to park are and something that I was kidding him about a little bit is he is is uh, included something that's, I think, very interesting and helpful, a a group of what he calls feature articles. I would call them sidebar. (laughs) But they they are about things that you might be interested in. And, for instance, if you take this book and while your wife is, uh, like my wife, is off at the antique dealers or shopping wherever there is to shop on the coast, I could be reading about rods, reels, and wheels driving on the North Carolina beaches. And that has a particular significance because uh, Glenn was just telling me about getting stuck in, and stand up to the hubs. <laughs>
0: yes. There's some places that yes. you—particularly
1: you, on the northern banks where you have to drive on the beach.
0: Or, yes, you can only—12 uh, miles from Corolla to Virginia Line, you have to drive on the beach.
1: And I think that what you've done here is important, and maybe what we're doing is—excuse me, I interrupted you. But what we're doing is important because so many new North Carolinians— know that the beach is out there, but they don't know that really the, that you've got a lot of variety in the beaches, too, between the northern—you mentioned from Currituck to Calabash, which is almost to the South Carolina line. And Calabash is not really known much for being a beach, but just a place where you can kind of uh, binge eat. Uh.
0: Yes, but, you know, it, uh, it's the—it the, uh, uh, was saying Currituck and Calabash— certainly two bookends to the state. Oh, yeah. It works. One of the things that's kind of fun, the book is organized chapters uh, Mm -hmm. north to south by the counties, uh, starting at Currituck there, working your way down, and the national seashores, Cape Hatteras and Cape Lookout. And at the end of each county introduction or each section introduction, I have a little thing that's a little fun gig called for your bucket. In case people are making a bucket list, okay? And uh um under Dare County, it's uh, Currituck County, it's walk the duck boardwalk. Uh or in Dare County, take a lazy drive on Beach Road, which is also Virginia Dare Trail. Climb Big Kill Devil Hill. See sunset from atop Jockey's Ridge, which is one of my favorite favorite things when I'm down there take a hang gliding lesson that's yeah. the highest dune in the eastern united states too, it, it is one of certainly one of the highest i think they fuss about it depending on what the winds have, winds okay. have done when i when i my first ventured on this project i would drive down us 158 and go by jockey's ridge and there was a there was a a, a uh, not a putt-putt golf but a fantasy golf course right at the edge of Jockey's Ridge and the sand of the dune was covering up the the golf course coming mo- was migrating so being I used the county records and found out that the owner lived in Florida and I called him and asked him about his uh, venture next to Jockey's Ridge he said yes The dune migrates, and every year we come up, shovel it out, and open for the season. Well, if you were to go back there today to Jockey's Ridge, uh, right across from Kitty Hawk Kites, you can walk up onto the dune. This is a massive moving sand dune called the Mm Mendano, And you walk up on the dune, and you see this little ornamental castle that looks like it's something out of a miniature movie set. And that was one of the features of that golf course that has been completely covered up by the migration of the dune. So that's just kind of anybody thinks those dunes don't move and just go take a look at that uh,
1: <laughs> okay, let's imagine the people who come from from another civilization. So maybe some Martians invade, and they are exploring and trying to find out what the people who lived here were like. And they, there's a they little tiny yeah. there's a little tiny city here. You would, would make you so what they're going to see, but you include things like that
0: uh, too. Then yes, there's just lots of things to do. Lot, lot of, there's a lot of fun to be had um, once you get off the once you get off the uh, well, once you get off the beach, um, you know there's. They can take guided tours of the Rachel Carson Estuarine Estuarine Research Reserve. They're, North Carolina has ten coastal reserves, that uh, four of which are national. Um, Did,
1: I, I want to expose something to our listeners. Uh, I never n- seen Glenn Morris before tonight, but all I have to do is think of something, and he talks about it because I was looking for the Rachel Carson. The place near 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 Beaufort. Beaufort, yeah. And you know, a lot of her work was done on the North Carolina coast. She it, was.
0: Just a faculty a, member at Duke? Yeah, a freebie Duke Green for Green. her. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah, the lady who really prompted the modern environmental movement was Silent it's, Spring.
0: It's a, it's a must read. I mean, oh yeah, and uh, um, yeah, she was. Uh, and the Edge of the Sea is another magical work that she wrote as well. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, you know, <clears throat> there's so many interesting places. Salter Path mm-hmm. is, is just one of those fascinating, fascinating histories of, of, of people who literally were blown over to that location by hurricanes that destroyed their homes uh, to, in, elsewhere in Carteret County. And they settled on the, they settled on the land, squatted on the land, of a Roosevelt heir, and that became quite a court tussle, and everybody wonders about Salter Path. Well, where'd the name come from? It came from Riley Salter's house because the path to the beach went by his house.
1: Well, I have, <laughs> see. People from my hometown tended to go. I mean, after the high school prom, the thing you do is you go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, uh, And you don't necessarily have to have a reservation anywhere. You can find a place to sleep. Uh, (laughs) But there's always—we've got down to the pavilion, you know, which is at Atlantic Beach. And and Salter Pass was one way, and Emerald Isle was the other way. And and Emerald Isle was accessible from that end, but that was before the bridge was built. Before the bridge. It it was totally different. And what is the— Fort Macon is mm-hmm. down there, too, and yeah. it has an interesting history, too. Oh, it's it all, does. All kinds of interesting stuff. On There's all, lots on, on of things to of see,
0: a lot of state parks. Uh, Hammocks Wildlife.
1: Beach is an interesting place to go. That
0: is probably—if uh, you want to know what the islands would be like without houses on them, everybody should take that little, little uh, ferry ride over to Hammocks Beach State Park. I would say bring everything you need including shade. Uh, there <laughs> isn't any.
1: It. I'll test it right. I'll <laughs> test I right there. there isn't any. There
0: isn't any. Uh water, shade, uh but the dunes prior to prior to Hurricane Florence were 25 and 30 feet tall. Uh Hurricane Florence um, eroded that beach con- considerably, but uh the beach is fine. Uh, The facilities that the Park Service operates are still good. Just some of the frontal dunes got flattened.
1: A point that I was working on a little bit earlier that I lost my way on is that the North Carolina beaches confront the the, the ocean in in different ways. I mean, for instance, at Sunset Beach, it's almost a north-south thing. Yeah. And so you're not always looking, looking east, for instance. You're sometimes looking south and, or somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, that's a, sunset's kind of the, the, the perfect tanning beach. I mean, you don't have to move your, don't have mm-hmm. to move your chair at all. And, you know, you, you, you t- spread out a map, North Carolina. It's kind of fun to look at this. So we're sitting here in the studio in Raleigh, uh, and uh, Sunset Beach is due south of us. And that kind of gives you an idea of how outer the Outer Banks are um, mm-hmm. when you when you look at it from uh, from that point of view. Uh, we're still th- we're a three-hour drive to get to uh, Manio from here and.
1: Well, it's kind of like the, the map problem and here, I think, it's kind of like the problem of dealing with Las Vegas as opposed to Los Angeles. You, you automatically think Los Angeles is west of Las Vegas, but it may not be because of the curvature of the coast. And Wilmington, I was in a radio contest one time, so I'm still bitter about this, but I lost it because uh, it was it had to do with the California radio station, and they said a guy in Wilmington was further east than I was. Well, he wasn't. You see what I mean yeah, because yeah. they assume because it was on the coast that it was further east. But if you draw a line, Wilmington was would would have been on the the western side western, of that line. Yeah, it's it's
0: amazing how how the coast bends around in those uh, very peculiar arcs uh, from Hatteras to to Lookout from.
1: I had a man from Chapel Hill on one time many years ago, and I don't. I'd be interested in your observations on this vis a vis the the coastal places that you assay in your book. Uh, he was talking about. He was a professor, and he was interested in ec- uh, what am I trying? To say? Ecological tourism is what he was interested in, and the fact that there's a lot of interesting things, like the Rachel racial, Rachel Carson people, but the the different uh, ecology uh, of the of the various parts of the beach.
0: Yeah, there's. Um well, there's, there's just some amazing places. Uh, the Nature Conservancy operates one of the, one of the uh, more or owns one of the more interesting corners of the coast, Nags Head Woods. And, well, to people from the Piedmont, they'll go to Nags Head Woods and say, well, shucks, what's the big deal? looks just like home. And that's the big deal. <laughs> it looks just like home. Uh, it looks like Piedmont forest that's been transplanted down there uh, red maple trees beech trees um, all sequestered behind out of range of the salt spray and you'll find as you move up and down the coast you can encounter all kinds of different uh, different habitats years ago um, a decade ago if you drove south from salvo to Avon probably one of the one of the just all sky and all water and nothing, in, nothing between you and the, and the earth. It's just huge, such a big expanse. And since that time, cedar, uh, eastern red cedar has grown up on the side of the road and you can't see as far as, as you used to. The, you know, the winds have, are being stabilized a little bit and uh, it's kind of becoming enclosed as opposed to wide open. Of course
1: they're constantly working on a way to stabilize the dunes and the beaches there really?
0: yeah um, they they are uh, there's a the dune line that we have in along the outer banks is uh, in dare county was a CCC project back in the thirties so mm-hmm. it was constructed then it's been breached several times, but it's done a pretty good job of uh, of allowing uh some stability on the on the island, but there are places where the sand does want to leave.
1: Let's take our last break here. The gentleman whose voice you're listening to talking about the Outer Banks uh, of North Carolina, which is a great part, but not all of, North Carolina's beaches. The book is The New Guide to North Carolina's Beaches, All You Need to Know to Explore and Enjoy Currituck, Calabash, and Everywhere Between. Glen Morris's book is what we're talking about tonight. It's time to go to the beach, so this might be a good thing to lay in to, uh, to put in your glove compartment and take in your car in case you get lost and can't decide where you want to go. You don't even have to be lost. You can make a choice once you're halfway to the beach. But I've had a good uh, last couple of days just sitting in my living room reading it and, and being entertained by it. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. 952 News Radio 680 WPTF. Tom Kearney along with Glenn Morris, who has a new book, uh, he's going to tell us before we leave the air the places that he can be seen uh, talking about it. But it will be in your bookstores because it is published by UNC Press. It's one of the Southern Gateway's guidebooks. We had some folks on last week who had another one that had to do with North Carolina lighthouses. What I'm doing here is trying to get you ready to go to the coast. This, that's our part of the world for—and it's got a beautiful picture on the front. I guess it's a sunrise. You would think <laughs> yeah. so because of the, the orientation, yes. but it could be otherwise. But in any event, uh, it's a great book, The New Guide to North Carolina's Beaches, and you can find out just about everything you want to know. If we have a minute when we come back, we're going to take a call here. Uh, maybe we can emphasize the, uh, the technology that's involved in this book in terms of email addresses and uh, websites and so on. Gene, do you have a, a question uh, for uh, Mr. Morris? Gene. John, have we got have we got her popped up? Jean and Wendell. Hmm. Well, let's go back to what I just mentioned. One of the features of this book is uh, there's a lot of ways that you can find out about stuff by going to your computer and 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 getting on the internet and googling things and and uh, going to websites and so on and find out a tremendous. You mentioned, for instance, that that one can find out where where the tides are. And where the riptides might be and things like that.
0: Yes. Uh, one of the things that's—and uh, these programs just started just this past year. Um, the National Weather Service has a riptide warning that anybody can uh, take a look and, and click, you know, with their computer. You go to weather.gov, G-O-V, mm-hmm. forward slash safety. And the page that comes up has icons, little little pictures, and one of them is riptides. You can click on that and learn everything you need to know about riptide safety or how to identify them. It has a video that instructs you on what to look for. Not only that, you can then go to a link from that page and click on the city nearest you. Uh, in the case of North Carolina you will see a a, a, mark, a map of the United States and you'll see Morehead City you click on Morehead City it gives you a beach report from the Virginia it gives you a Riptide report from Virginia all the way down to the South Carolina line beach by beach and that's a that's a really good a really good uh, handy thing everybody should look at before they go the other thing I provide is that um, um, you, can get, you can text the number 30890 and with the message, join space OBX beach conditions. And you'll get two texts back. And they will text you the, the ocean conditions at the beach and the surf conditions. That started just this past year. Pretty neat. Now, what we, what I've also included in the book are locations for uh, you to get travel assistance. You know, you maybe you want to know a little bit about the tourism destinations, um, what restaurants, hotels that are available in in the area, and I've given uh, you know the the locator numbers that you can key right into your phone and uh, pull those up. So I. This is not for the driver to do, but mind you, it's for the driver's passenger to do while you're headed to the beach. <laughs> but, but you uh, gotta
1: keep them occupied. Yeah, so
0: we try to we try to be helpful with this because we're in an electronic age, and you can find out an awful lot over the internet.
1: Now, where was it that you said that, uh, in, that you were going to be in the, in the coming days?
0: Uh, in Charlotte, I will be down at Park Road Shopping Center, June eighth, and then. Uh, the 23rd and 24th of June, I will be at Duck at the Island Bookstore and also at Corolla at the Island Bookstore.
1: That for the uninitiated is on the northern part northern of the coast, Northern part, right? Currituck
0: County,
1: yes. Okay. We used to have a listener who, at Currituck who could hear us in the daytime because our signal really gets out in the daytime. His name is Glenn Morris. He uh, has uh, had the guide to North Carolina beaches, and now he has the new guide to North Carolina beaches, All You Need to Know to Explore and Enjoy Currituck, Calabash, and Everywhere Between. And he has been our guest tonight.